Good morning, everyone. Welcome. Evil dies tonight. <laughs> We live in a spooky society. Good morning, welcome back to another episode of the Waffle Press Retrospective. We're returning to our Halloween retrospective after four years now? It was only supposed to be um, two years? It was, was that the one that got like all fucked up? I don't even remember. No, no, it, it's just, uh, it's the one I started releasing during October. And it finished in January just because there are that many Halloween movies. Oh, yeah. That was a great idea on our part. No, it was, it was fun. It was, spooky season <laughs> is forever. Yes. Evil can't die tonight because you need sequels. Yeah. Which is what <laughs> you, we knew going into this one. We, you can't kill the monetary value of the booking man. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to talk about Halloween Kills, the follow-up to... 2018's Halloween, directed by David Gordon Green, co-written by Danny McBride, um, and another person, and another person. Hang on, I'm, I'm gonna pull that up because they, they, uh, Scott Teams, is that a real person? Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Um, this might explain some things. So that that person has also written a film called The Quarry. Mm. The rem- I think I've seen that. The. Uh, huh. The upcoming remake of Firestarter. Ah. Um, a film called That Evening Sun from 2009. And Insidious Chapter 5, which is not out yet. Hmm. And the 2023 Exorcist film that David Gordon Green and Danny McBride are also doing. Mm. Actually, is Danny McBride... real excited about that right now. Is Danny McBride doing that? Yeah, yeah, he's also doing that. Here's the thing, Danny McBride's like a really talented writer. Like let's 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 we'll get into Halloween kills because I'm sure people have takes. But Danny McBride's like a really good writer. Yeah. Uh Righteous Gemstones is like was the best thing on TV when it was airing because Danny McBride's just that talented. Um season two finally coming out because of COVID. It got delayed and I'm super excited. And if you've seen, like, Vice Principals or Eastbound and Down, <laughs> you know, he's, like, a, a talented dude. Yeah, I love I love Danny McBride. Yeah. What? Best part of that uh, fucking Covenant movie that is terrible. Uh, no, but he is he is very good in it. He's he's great. He should be in the, the third Halloween. Halloween ends. He, he should. I bet you he, like, is reluctant to, but, like, he should totally just show up. Yeah, because he, he, he can also guy, do, like, serious hats. dramatic stuff really well, so... He's a good actor, yeah. and he's funny. And there's a lot of good actors um, in this movie, I just want to say. Obviously, we're picking up after, literally right after the end of Halloween 2018. Um, so it's Halloween 2 again, but this time as the third entry, even though it's the we're middle picking of a trilogy. Up, hold on. Let's, let's break this down for a second. <laughs> we're picking up right after the ending of Halloween 2018, but then we're also picking up right after the ending of Halloween 1978. And then we're going back to Halloween 2018 and then 78, and then uh, some time hopping happening uh, very early in this. Yeah, I did not know they were doing that. Uh, neither did I. And I, I, will, I will say this before we get into it. Um, I was very happy to see that they just cast the guy who looked like Donald Pleasance instead of doing, like, deep fake shit. Yeah, at first that threw me off. I was like, no, don't do this to me. 
I was rooting for you. I was rooting for this movie so hard because I love 2018 Halloween still. I love that movie. I still love that movie. I feel like we have to get into it now and talk about everything that goes on in this film, Halloween Kills. So if you haven't seen Halloween Kills, Matt, would you recommend Halloween Kills? Um, you go first. (laughs) I asked you first. You go first. (laughs) Yes, but not until the third one comes out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's a pretty good take, honestly. Yeah. Um. Um. All right, I like this movie. Okay. Okay. Um. All right. Here's the thing. This. Uh. I gotta. I gotta give like a little bit of a preamble. Mm-hmm. Because. Uh. It. I. I waited until like the middle of the weekend to see it because I was gonna see it with people. Um. And so a lot of the early reviews came out. <laughs> yeah, little boy did they. Uh, yeah. It was like. I mean, it was for about a day, I would go to my letterbox feed, and it would be like, this person you follow, one star. This person you follow, one half star. This person you follow, one half star. <laughs> like, over and over again on my feed. And then all of them liking each other's reviews. And so it's just a feed that basically just says Halloween Kills, varying from one and a, one star to two stars. And I think an occasional rave, three stars. <laughs> And so I was like, oh, shit. But then I'm getting people who aren't on film Twitter in real life, like, messaging me because they know I love Halloween. And they're like, dude, have you seen new Halloween? I'm like, no, not yet. And they're like, man, it fucking rules. This fucking movie was unbelievable. And so, like, I'm just like, the fuck is this movie? <laughs> like, I, like, I'm like, what is generating so much anger from one side but then complete like celebration from the other and I'll say there's a scene in the middle of it that I totally understand why everyone hates this movie <laughs> there's a very big scene in the middle of it that kind of derails the whole fucking thing and if you're gonna if you get to that point you're like fuck this movie I get it I'm not gonna be here and be like this is a secret masterpiece I'm not gonna say that actually the stuff you all are angry about is what makes it great. There's a lot of bad stuff in this. Um, but there was also a lot of stuff I liked. And I ultimately kind of fell favorably on the movie. <laughs> okay, see, so I had a lot of stuff I also liked in this movie. I think I'm actually kind of down with everything this movie's going for. And absolutely, like, very little of how it's accomplished. <laughs> yeah, there's there's that. <laughs> there's a lot of, like, I see what you were going for. Which... Honestly, what is more, like, what is more perfect for the Halloween franchise than that? <laughs> I mean, about half the films in the series, you can kind of go like, I see what they were going for. <laughs> and then, like, the really bad ones where you're like, what were you going for? <laughs> like, Halloween 6, which has found reappraisal since our retrospective. Which is odd, because we both hated that movie. fucking crack. You fucking people are out of your minds. <laughs> Uh, that's what I was thinking where I was like, honestly, I was watching this and I was being like, people were like, fucking like, fuck this movie. And I'm like, I get it. But also I'm like, I've seen Halloween six. I've seen Halloween resurrection. <laughs> like those are the bad ones. And this is a lot better than those in my opinion. 
Uh, also, and... David Gordon Green's still like a, a, a solid director. Yeah. Um, he is. He's, he, uh, there's a, there were a couple moments where I honestly couldn't tell what the fuck was going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, some scenes it was like meant to be chaotic, and others I'm like, it's trying to be suspenseful here, but I, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, like I like the like the the added chaos of this one, where it's like you know Halloween kills. It's this fucking wild out, and yeah. you kind of get that. The editing is different. The ed- the editor, excuse me, is different from the first film. It's edited by mm-hmm. Timothy Alverson, who's like a Blumhouse guy through and through. And mm-hmm. I'm willing to bet some of the issues pertaining to this film are due to maybe the editing team being a little different. Maybe, but I don't know. I mean, there are some problems, like, in in the story choices, we'll say, for now. I think this movie more fails in its writing. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's... Because a lot... Of, it, it feels like it's deliberately trying to, like, recontextualize everything and just give you a completely different tone, where it was like, we did Halloween 2018... And even though it's the same team, this is a, I mean, same like writer director team. It's a completely different beast. Ultimately, mm-hmm. I, um, I got a lot of Jaws two vibes. Also, I got Jaws two vibes, and you know what I also got, and it it doesn't reach this level. Um, I got some Texas Chainsaw Massacre two vibes. Like it doesn't lean into the craziness as much as Texas Chainsaw two, which I think might have been the mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, like. We get to the there's the part where everyone's going crazy, which is fun, but then it like builds to like a really melodramatic note. We'll talk about that scene in depth probably. Oh, oh, will we? And it's like, no, don't do that. <laughs> like, no, just like let like have these people like just go around like punching children or something. <laughs> like, go really like crazy with it. I'm just like, there's anyone wearing a Halloween mask, you just beat the shit out of them. Like. Something more wild than what it built towards, which is, like, the moment where you're like, do these guys get how crazy this is? <laughs> like, do they think they're making a movie that is saying a lot about society? Yes. And, I mean, they like, that's the thing where, like, didn't David Gordon Green's like, well, the next one we're gonna have to deal with COVID. And I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I heard that, I was David like, Gordon no. Oh no! Well, like hearing that, like before seeing the movie, I was like, "Huh, that's that's an interesting comment." And then after seeing it, I'm like, "Oh no, <laughs> don't do that." And yeah, um, this is a fucking weird movie. Yeah, and I I I don't think it's very good. I I, I mm-hmm. the thing I I sent out the morning after I saw it was just the that gif of Chris Farley looking excited and his his face slowly <laughs> his excitement slowly dissipating and that was kind of me watching the movie and turning to anger yeah and i got to be honest <laughs> that happened pretty quickly and then oh really and then okay. it was like oh okay this is good okay maybe the movie's finding its footing here and it does for like portions of it and then it would like deescalate again <laughs> and i was like no what's oh. happening and I think that's why it's, like, really frustrating, too. It wasn't, like, consistently good or consistently misfiring enough, you know? So yeah. it just kind of, it, it, it became really frustrating experience. But I'm not angry about it. I think people are, mm-hmm. like, 
like like tearing this movie down, like you said, with the one star reviews, and like I don't, I don't think so, but it's definitely I think it's just uh, uneven. Not to be, we live in a society, but like we're just I think there's just a violent rejection of IP right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this could have been the greatest movie ever made, and I doubt anyone would be like, yeah. Like I think people are just angry, and I get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just like I think we're all kind of sick of the. Uh, studio just regurgitating stuff and then either like what what people consider sanding off i guess the difference is like when people talk about certain other movies that are getting reboots or sequels to their reboots which is like kind of the area we're in right now there's people going like well this is just regurgitating and then it's sanding off all the edges and blah. and i think horror and particularly uh this movie gets a bit of a pass for me just cuz i'm aware of the like, this has already been done. How many Halloweens are there at this point? This is this like is the twelfth. This is the twelfth. Yeah. yeah. So it's we've already dealt with this about ten more times, where <laughs> it comes back, it's the same bullshit. They sand off the edges, and then it kind of just turns into like, well, what's Michael Myers gonna do in this one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> As opposed to anything super heady, which I actually. I'm kind of glad to see it uh, like immediately abandoned. Well, that was the thing. I was like, I felt like, all right, they—they're not trying to recapture the magic of the Carpenter Halloween, which is probably the biggest fault of 2018 is that it's trying to like capture that same spirit, and you just can't. You know, mm-hmm. it's impossible to replicate John Carpenter's Halloween. But I, I'm willing to say that they understood it, and to their credit, like it made it work on its own terms. It's just, you, you yeah. can't, like, you're not John Carpenter, you know? So Yeah, exactly. And I was very happy when this one was starting, and it was, like, clear from the get-go. It's like, it's abandoning that. Like, it is not trying to be, like, here's, we're, we're, we're building on Carpenter's legacy. It's like, all right, we're going to forge our own path. And then, uh, for a while, I was like, oh, it's good, because this is just, all right, it's just going to be fucking ridiculous. He's fucking just killing firefighters that was so awesome (laughs) it was yeah it's insane and i was like all right fuck yeah let's just let's fucking go for it and then but then you start getting into the like he's the reflection of all of us the blah 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 it's like whatever anyone's in fear it's his power and you're like no (laughs) like don't like you can say that if you want but not in the movie, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, I think you should've... could do it in the movie. You, you you don't have it be Laurie. I think I guess is what threw me off. Like my thing is a big problem I have just have with all movies today is that they just fucking overexplain everything. And I think a big part of it is that they want the audience to be on the exact same page at all times. You know. Mm-hmm. They, they saw what happened to The Last Jedi when it used some ambiguity. <laughs> and people fucking burned seven theaters down. So, it's like... There, there was a need to underline it being like... Well, the reason Michael Myers is unstoppable is because he's not... He's a, he's a symbol. <laughs> or some, you know, mm-hmm. like when they start going in that. And it's like, you don't need to say it. We can get it from the movie. <laughs> And it's, I want movies more to just stop over explaining. And if there's any lesson people should be taking from fucking John Carpenter, because instead of trying to replicate his energy, just, he knew how to tell everything he needed to with just a few shots. 
in any movie. Yeah. He's, he's a minimalist. He knows what the fuck he's doing. This movie, if you cut out huge portions of the monologues that are happening in here, I think it would have played a little better. And just let let's let it play visually. Yeah. The... And let it get more impressionistic as it goes along. Instead, it's like, you're getting kind of creative. I really like how that last showdown is shot. Like, the, the very, like climactic showdown between the mob and Michael Myers. I, I was totally into that ending. I gotta be I, honest, I, I, yeah. But then there's the monologue, like, going over it, and I'm like, no! Like, <laughs> no talking! It's... it's it, it to- I got what was happening. <laughs> Visually. I know... I, I see it. And this is a movie where everyone's screaming as well. Yeah. Oh, like, it's, it's a very loud movie. I think that's why people rejected it, too. Because, like, uh-huh. that's not traditionally associated with Halloween. And I yeah. liked uh, the approach that that took. Not so much yeah. the execution like we're talking about. But, like, okay, fine, fuck it. Do your whole thing. Uh, we can get into it now. But uh, the literal, like, reimagining of, like, this world's alternate events of Halloween 2, um, I I thought looked pretty impressive, how they matched the footage. But I also thought, like, like the rest of the movie, oh, we're like ten minutes in, the titles haven't come up. We're still watching this scene. That's been a thing lately. Yeah, why does that keep happening like, I, to me? <laughs> I don't know. I, I saw uh fucking uh the new Bond, and like that was one where I was like, oh man, because like I I realized I hadn't really been paying attention to the James Bond movie, like any of the hype, and I'm like, oh, do they? I really hope they didn't get rid of the credits, and it's like, nope, we're just gonna do it 15 minutes in. Yeah, yeah, but that movie was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that movie. That movie's interesting. I had a good time. Oh, okay, um, okay. I, I'm, no, I'm having a weird thing lately, maybe just because my life's a disaster, but uh, I'm just like, I've been lukewarm in a lot of movies lately, and, uh, but I think, I think I really like No Time to Die. I would have to see it again, okay. frankly. Yeah, it, that is um, also a flawed film, yeah. um, but for what, like it ended up going for as like the last of Craig's Bond stuff. I was like, all right, you did it. Good job. I'm happy with it. Yeah. 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 I would, I would have to see it again, but I, 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 I liked it. I will, I will say that. I think I ultimately, if I liked fucking Spectre, I'm going to like that. Movie, yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, Hey, Spectre makes a whole lot more sense now, right? <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> Maybe this is David Gordon Green's Spectre. Maybe, yeah, because it's like Skyfall. Oh, fuck yeah. Everyone yeah, loves fuck Skyfall. Yeah, fuck yeah, then it's like, Same team's let's do that back. again. Yeah, oh no. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you know what's weird, though? They, like, they, they really shouldn't ever cut to footage from Halloween 78. No, they shouldn't. <laughs> Like, it's so jarring. I, I know, because it's like that film was shot so cheaply, which is its charm, and ends up working mm-hmm. in that film's benefit. But this movie, and and this trilogy, I guess, is going to have, like, a totally different look, just because, like, the equipment used, the lighting, yeah. the budget, like, it's it, it's very jarring. You, you would have to, like, be a crazy person to capture the actual look of the original Halloween today. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's, it would take, you need to be fucking Stanley Kubrick intentionally trying to film bad or something. Like, but yeah, it's so jarring. And it's just, now it's just hysterical when it's like, 
man, Michael Myers really tore up this community when he killed three people <laughs> in 78. And then, like, before the credits even roll, like, people are fucking getting massacred <laughs> in this goddamn film. <laughs> like, and, uh, and maybe oh. that's why they also felt the need to do this, like, um, this little extraneous backstory about, like, how this... The, the cop who ended up surviving from the last film, which I was like, okay, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I like I liked that. And he, I like that actor. And uh, how they're like, oh, like three people being killed by Michael Myers. You know, tragedy, but like it's not, it's not what we're hyping it up to be. How else can we do it? Oh, let's bring in Jim Cummings, the indie darling at the moment, and have him get <laughs> shot in the neck by his partner. <laughs> And I, I, I guess I don't, I don't understand the purpose of why that's in the movie. <laughs> Any of yeah, that. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't totally know either. <laughs> like, it felt weird. And, yeah, I like, I, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, what the fuck was that? Uh, I mean, maybe it's like trying to be like, well, we we're suppressing it is like a problem. Like, I think it's about like the failures of of Someone, society and like the institutions in society. Julie Curtis does say like the system failed at a certain point. Yeah, right? it's literally like, a, that's line a line. That's a line in this movie. Yeah. It's like, yeah, um, like that's that's totally fine to go for that. This movie is also an hour and 40 minutes long and it does not have like the meat on its bones to sustain that. <laughs> yeah, cut like 10 minutes. I I would say <laughs> cut 20. I think you could cut 20 and it's like a brief 85 minutes. 80 mm-hmm. minutes with credits and I think because this movie is really an epilogue to Halloween 2018 yeah it's an epilogue but also a prologue to whatever the fuck Halloween ends is gonna be yeah and I guess that one's gonna have a time jump sure yeah I, yeah, I, I don't know um, <laughs> well now the problem is that like half your teenage cast is just aging mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, so yeah. everyone in Haddonfield's dead <laughs> <laughs> I guess, well, yeah, like, I guess, just spoilers from here on out. Also, it would be nuts if it was like a post-apocalypse movie <laughs> of like Michael Myers has just killed everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be interesting. It would yeah, put know, Michael go, Myers go, in the White House. Yeah, isn't there? There's a Halloween fan film uh, called like Halloween Inferno or something like that. We might have, did we talk about it on the retrospective? I, don't I think can't so. even remember. Um. And I believe it's this movie about, like, the U.S. government capturing Michael Myers to try and harness his evil as, like, a weapon. <laughs> and it's, like, a very popular fan film, apparently. I've never seen it. I've just I've just heard about it. And, like, yeah, why not? Go fucking crazy. <laughs> if they were still doing, yeah. like, the, the Thorn trilogy stuff, then sure, yeah. that's perfect for that. Because that's, like, so stupid and trashy. <laughs> yeah, and I guess, I guess the other thing I want to give this... Um, that like props for maybe it's it's not totally deserved but I just like is that I like the direction they're taking Michael Myers in because it's just we live in a world where we're just gonna do every fucking 10 years we're gonna do Halloween's back you know that's just how it is mm-hmm. it's just that's how movies get made This and, and everyone's gonna see it because people fucking like Halloween and I like that we we're no longer anchored to the Laurie Strode of it all where it's like gotta be the Strode family which starts getting obsessed with like bloodlines and cults and stuff like that like you get to fucking Halloween 6 and you're like this is fucking ridiculous and Dr. Loom is fighting him with magic stones (laughs) like 
I, I, I like that they've just gone like, nope, he's, he's pure evil. He's like, we're, we're just going to really double down on that. And he's just going to be this unstoppable thing. You can define him in different ways. We're going to define him as like the spirit of Trump's America, maybe. <laughs> like, yeah, is that like the MAGA angle they're going for with the crowd I stuff? I think they were trying to, but like I, I can't even guess if it's successful, honestly. And I mean, it's not, but... Uh, but I like that it's like, okay, I would like to, when we do do Halloween in 10 years, I would like to see what a filmmaker 10 years from now angle is on that as opposed to, like, what's the Strode family up to today, you know? Mm-hmm. Which has been the problem with all the other Halloween, including the zombie remakes, which, like, still had to be about Laurie. And I almost think this movie would have benefited from, like, Laurie Strode being in it even less than she already is. I I, I think so too, actually. Um, and Jamie Lee Curtis is fucking fantastic. It's nothing against yeah, her yeah, at it's all. Not, not, it's not against her. It's not, it's not even, I'm not even saying because I didn't like some of the writing she had. I just felt like the direction the movie was going didn't need to bring her back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I honestly, like, I got more into Anthony Michael Hall's performance as Tommy Doyle. Oh, he's so intense, but I thought he was actually really fun. Yeah, it was fun and, like, ridiculous. Now, do you know who was supposed to play him when they were starting pre-production on this movie? Who? They were planning to bring back Paul Rudd from Halloween 6. Oh, shit. And he had to turn it down because of Ghostbusters. Oh, I hate that Ghostbusters movie, and I haven't even seen it because of that. Yeah, I mean that's, but I don't know if I I, I like Paul Rudd. I don't know if he could have gotten. I've never seen Paul Rudd go like that, <laughs> where Anthony Michael Hall takes it. Yeah, yeah, it, it would have been a different performance, but I just like I would have loved to have seen everything Anthony Michael Hall does, but with Paul Rudd, <laughs> you know? Yeah, <laughs> like it's so different. Like that's like a psychotic choice. <laughs> For yeah, what this that's... movie is, <laughs> that would have made me love this movie probably. Maybe I mean it would have been. I think there'd be some there'd be some memes out of it. Oh yeah, imagine Paul Rudd. Evil dies tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's Paul Rudd instigating a mob. <laughs> well, he's so charming. I mean, here's the weird thing though. It's like watching this now. It's impossible not to draw parallels with what happened in Washington earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But it's it's the it's you know it's just it's impossible not to think about it. Yeah. But this was shot like before that, right? Yep. Yeah. This was shot two years ago. Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, it was one of the movies <laughs> that was supposed to come out in 2020. Yeah. Which I wonder if like if it had come out, if maybe it would play a little better. <laughs> maybe because like I'm cool with the with stuff going on with the angry mob not so much the melodramatic direction it takes yeah but like the idea that like you know fear is like a a, a real thing that can like drive people to do crazy things you know and so this movie has to do a lot of heavy lifting to build up the community of Haddonfield because most of the people introduced in the first film are dead and then most <laughs> of the people introduced in this film are dead by the end which which I like but it makes that like one specific decision that much more difficult, and I don't think it introduces a wide supporting cast very well. I will say, I think I, I one thing I really liked about it was I liked how they tried to establish Hanfield with the bar, 
Yeah, yeah. The talent show going on. And then I like that the hospital kind of becomes the central location where people are like, have you seen my loved one? Like, like everyone's like showing up at the hospital. Like, is there an injury? Some, I've heard there's stuff happening. And it, it helps kind of give like that energy to the town. And then they brought back the guy who played uh, the, the sheriff in the original. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nice to see him. And it was nice that like he showed up and like also goes crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like a weird little cameo. It's like, he's like, no evil dies tonight. And, yeah, uh, I got a, I got a lot to say. I'm like all over the place. Sorry. No, no, I think it's fine yeah. for this movie in particular because this movie's all over the place. And I'm glad you brought up the uh, the January 6th thing because my favorite review of this movie on Letterboxd is from Mike McCabe, uh, Twitter Twitter pal, and um, he liked it. He liked it more than us. He gave it four stars. But my favorite right. line in his review is so cool to see the people of Haddonfield do a January 6th. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, that's definitely. This movie's definitely relevant. <laughs> I mean, like I said, it's this thing where, like, I, I really wonder how it would play different where it's, like, we see this angry mob storming a hospital to, to to kill a mentally ill man. And it's, like, what would happen if we if it had come out last year before something like that actually happened? Like, where it's, like, it's, it's weird watching it now being like, that, it kind of happened. <laughs> And, yeah, I don't, like, it, it just sits differently in the brain now, um, which I, I, I don't, I can't totally fault the film for it, mm-hmm. but it, it hurts it. But then, this is, I guess we'll, I'll go into this a little more. Like, the, a recurring thing in the Halloween franchise is there are fake Michael Myers running around, right? Yeah. Yeah, why does it keep like, happening? That, it, it happens in every movie. Dr. Loomis got that one fucking guy killed. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, Who is yeah. alive in this universe. Oh, hey. Was, oh, yeah. He never got hit by the police car. Hey. He didn't get out of the way. They should have <laughs> added so that. Fucking funny. <laughs> but, like, also, you know, it's Halloween. You could have totally had something. It feels like something they maybe should have set up in the previous movie. Um, where it's like, there would be some asshole dressed up as Michael Myers in Haddonfield every Halloween, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, be like, ah, I'm dressed up. Because it would be, it, in that world, it would still be an iconic image. And people dress up like the Zodiac Killer for Halloween. I mean, <laughs> it's not that far-fetched. And I, you could have done all the mob shit with just that, where it's like they're going after people dressed as Michael Myers, but they're not really Michael Myers. And instead, they chose to hang it on one of the other mental patients that escaped from the hospital uh, with Michael Myers. And uh, that was a mistake. Yeah. And it's also a very mean film. So when it does pivot to, like, a very sincerely yeah. melodramatic moment, it it feels, like, kind of gross. And, like, it's I'm gross. cool with, like, the the slasher grossness. Like... Again, I said the the scene where Michael Myers kills the first responders was awesome. <laughs> and I do stand by that. I think for, like, establishing what Michael's going to be like in this movie and for the direction it takes, like, the town of Haddonfield, I was like, fuck yeah. That's, like, exactly what this needs. Like, it feels like Michael's angry. And I, I really like, like the image of him coming out of the, the burning house with the, the firefighter's water, like, kind of pouring in front of him. It's like, oh, fuck yeah. That's a mm-hmm. shot, you know? 
And I did like the shot earlier too when uh, all the cops are surrounding him in the '78 flashback. Yeah, but I didn't like any of that stuff. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just I, I like the shot. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I mean, it's it is kind of interesting. It's like a you know, it's a visual parallel to when he was a kid, but like also why? <laughs> I mean, I think they're trying to say something of like after after this has happened, it's like we just get more like intense. We get more militarized almost. Like, it went from, oh, one kid and his parents standing there. So it's like, now he's surrounded by police. And then by the end, it's like the entire community is turned into an angry mob. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, uh, this movie definitely has stuff on its mind. Maybe too much. Maybe too much. And I wish it had just told me less of it. Yeah, like, yeah. Just, like I said, like, I would love it if it was entirely... It's one of those things where, like, even if Dave Gordon Green was out there right now, like, giving interviews where he's like, actually, this is about Trumpism and stuff like that. <laughs> and I could just ignore it, because it's very easy to ignore what a director says. Mm-hmm. And I wish I could just go by the movie, but so much of just underlying what's happening is present in the dialogue that I think it, it does damage to what I would walk away from being like, that was interesting. Um, except for, like I said, I think the, the whole... I'll say this, the first scene where they think it's Michael Myers in the car, but then it turns out to be one the escaped mental patient, um, and then he just, like, slinks away. Like, I thought that scene kind of worked. Like I did, too. I'm like, okay. Well, here, I'll let you go. I'll let you finish. But... No, I'm just saying, if, I feel like they could have just done that, and it would have just, it would have conveyed everything they were going for with the big melodramatic scene in just a small moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Of just like, oh, in our anger, we're actually ignoring people that need help, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And, like, it's it's all there in that one scene, and it's really, it's a simple scene, and it, it ends pretty quickly. But then we get, it, it just comes back around to the hospital, and I guess they were like, well, we need something to direct this mob at, and they couldn't figure out what. And so they're like, well, let's make it this guy, and then they didn't know how to end that. <laughs> And so it just turns into the big scene of, like, the mob on both sides. And and I don't understand why Judy Greer turns into the one who's like, no, I'll help you. Like, I don't know why her I character I think does she's that. supposed to be, like, the heart of the movie. Yeah. But she's she's in the hospital the whole time, which makes perfect sense because she's looking after Lori. That's, like, that's nothing wrong with that. But it's missing, like, a component to, to make her, like, like, almost like the innocence of, of yeah. town. Yeah. And then she shot Michael Myers in the face in the last movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah she gets, like, uh, yeah, the cheerworthy just... moment in the last movie. <laughs> yeah, so I I was just baffled by that decision. And, yeah, and it's, like, it's a very mean movie, and then we build to that scene, and it's just, like, a fucking guy, you know, a guy kills himself, and it's, like, what the fuck? And everyone's, like, oh, we've gone too far. And Which is, like... like that was just a I, I think a that's, mess. like, a good ideas for the the mob to recognize that and then like oh okay you're right we we do need to like organize properly and not like just give in to to fear and anger like that's fine but oh boy that is definitely the low point of the movie yeah and like that's a, if you turn on the movie 100% like you might not be into it by then like i i understand there's a lot of other bad stuff before that mm-hmm. but that's the movie where, if that's the moment where you're like fuck this movie i get it cuz it's not good it's like really bad like, I think I'm downplaying how bad that whole sequence is. I kind of couldn't believe it when I was watching it. I was like, yeah. how did we get here? 
I mean, it was so mean. I, like, I'll be honest. Like, I was laughing in the theater. Oh. Because of course, but because I was like, I can't believe they think this is a good idea. <laughs> well, also, I was watching it, and, you know, I, I got all these, like, one-star reviews in the back. I haven't read any of the reviews. I just see the rating, the ranking, and uh, I'm just like, man, what the fuck happens in this movie <laughs> that is going to make people that angry? And I'm watching the movie, and I'm like... I understand if some people aren't into this, but for now, it's my shit. Like, I'm like, I'm loving this. This is a blast. It's fucking just violent. It's just they've given up on subtlety. (laughs) It's just going to be just wild now. And then you get to that scene, and I'm like, oh, no, no, now I know why people (laughs) hate this movie. (laughs) And, yeah, it's a shame. It's like, I wish that scene wasn't in the movie, because I would be here probably defending it a lot harder, even with all the other bad stuff in it. Uh, but that scene is like uh, it's just you can't get around it and it's like the heart of the movie too like Mm -hmm. they clearly thought it was an important moment and that's what makes it worse because it's so bad yeah it it, the linchpin doesn't work but to go back to the scene you were describing at the bar when when tommy doyle picks up the the bat and he starts leading (laughs) the mob i was like okay I'm, i'm i'm into this i'm not like i don't think the other characters are are grounded enough to kind of guide this movie because they really they're they're kind of like the, the the group of protagonists and the the granddaughter ends up joining them and that's kind of the yeah. focal point for a lot of the movie. I'm cool with that idea, not so much the execution. Again, um, I thought it would have been better if you never see who is driving the car, so you don't really know if it was Michael or not. And if they kept doing stuff like that throughout the movie, I think that would have like ramped up the the fear factor and we would have bought into the angry mob stuff more because yeah, they wouldn't know probably, that probably would have been a better idea like that yeah because there is a there is a shot in the movie where which i also think is a retcon i believe in halloween 2018 they say uh they rounded up all of the people that were on the bus mm-hmm. uh, but then it, it, there's a scene where they show on the camera it's like well there's some there's some mental patients still on the loose like keep an eye out. Yeah. And uh yeah, it would have worked a lot better if like yeah, something like that was happening where you can you can f- put it together later where it's like, "Oh, there were hints that it wasn't Michael Myers and we don't know who it is." And that riles the mob up. That could have been really good. Um but yeah, they felt the need to underline it. Yeah. And then also that gave me Jaws 2 vibes along with the burnt face mask, which I actually think kind of looks cool <laughs> i yeah i like i like also did you notice this i i rewatched 2018 and um i ch- i tried to pay attention i couldn't there's no moment in 2018 where you can see michael myers eyes in the mask right right like it's all it's all how this one you get it like very early you can see his eyes which is also something that happens from the jump between carpenter's halloween to halloween 2 um the original halloween 2 uh, where suddenly in that movie, his first kill, you can see his eyes very clearly. That feels very pointed. I yeah, I, I don't, I didn't think about that, but um, David Gordon Green's a smart enough guy to the point where I, I now you mentioning that I think he probably was intentional. Yeah, like maybe it's like um, something where Michael's kind of like being more self actualized in a way. Mm-hmm. Like he's because he, the whole thing is like oh he's gaining more power because of the fear and he's killing more people faster and stuff like that so maybe there's something there. 
Well, I'm just saying, like, if you were talking about that you think the editing team might be somewhat responsible for how this movie feels. <laughs> and But, I, like, I have to be, like, I just feel like, you know, David, it's not like David Gore Green didn't see the editing. No, yeah, 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 know? yeah. And also, if there's anything this movie should have gotten right with it being on the shelf for as long as it's been, it's the editing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that was probably the one thing anyone could have done from home. Um, but... It, it it feels like a lot of the choices are I think if a lot of it felt very deliberate, you know, mm-hmm. I, I I felt like he intentionally wanted to be like this is a even though I'm the same guy who did Halloween 2018, you can treat how ha- uh, Halloween 2018 as its own movie with a beginning, middle, and end, and then you can take this one if you want. <laughs> And it's but it's going to be a different beast, and I'm really leaning into just the massacre nature of Michael Myers, and I feel like he's trying to do not like where the last one was slavishly devoted to the Carpenter film. This one feels like it's trying to be the the perfect Halloween sequel by only taking elements from the sequels, as a, but ignoring the you know uh, he's after his sister angle. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, the one thing that Halloween Resurrection had going for it was that Michael Myers goes back to his house, which is a big part of this movie. Yeah. And, I don't know, I feel like, he, I, I, I think a lot of it was intentional. That doesn't mean it's it works, <laughs> or was a good choice, but I, I don't think this is, like, necessarily incompetence or a studio maybe interfering a little bit which seems to be the narrative with every movie people don't like these days yeah like people can just make decisions that don't work and i think that's what this movie yeah. is it's it's definitely purposeful i just didn't think it worked yeah. which again is just more shocking because it's the same people who did the last one yeah. so like what i i found myself asking like what happened and you know like it's not that complicated of an answer it just didn't work the ideas didn't yeah. work, and uh, we can we can get I more into it. they're going for different, and I think uh, it's honestly a little admirable for me that they tried to they tried to go for it. Yeah, I'd rather that than just like oh they're going to do the same movie again. Yeah, um, some people have said like oh now it's just another Halloween sequel, and I I don't even agree with that. Like my problems with it aren't anything the other movies touch, or like it doing something super similar to the other films, you know. Like it, yeah. it's just problems are just like in the decision that's making in in every category, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, yeah. But it's not like the worst of the series. Like, like, I, calm down, everyone. It's not, and I feel like you know what? Just fucking with the arc that Rob Zombie's Halloween Two took. Mm-hmm. Like ten years from now, people are gonna fucking love this movie. Oh, totally. And a lot of the Rob like, Zombie that's... Halloween Two fans hate this movie, which is like, of course, funny of to course. me. <laughs> Of course. That's what fucking happens. Yeah. And those fuckers 10 years from now are going to be like, I can't believe you didn't get the brilliance of Halloween Kills. Well, <laughs> And I'm not even saying that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that this is a secret, brilliant movie. I'm just saying there's a lot here that I did like. It's just right next to stuff I hate. Well, here, as we continue on the movie, here's what I'll say right now, since we're just on the topic of that. As much as I'm disappointed with this movie, like, this is probably going to be the most disappointed I am in a movie all year, unfortunately. Uh, Um, Just to let you all know where I'm at with it. But 
I'm still like looking forward to the last one they're doing. Oh yeah, because I like 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 they'll they'll fucking try anything, you know. So that means yeah. that the last one has to at least be like worth talking about. Like, because I think this is a film worth talking about through its frustrations, at least. Yeah. So. Which is honestly what we could say about every Halloween sequel. Well, I don't know about everyone. I think I think I could say it about every Halloween. Sequel. I don't know about Halloween. Even season six. of the witch, which I love. Mm-hmm. Like every one of those movies, kind of has a big flaw in them. Yeah. And but it's like you know Halloween H two O, where I'm like, why don't I fucking love this movie? And it's just like little things that don't add up and don't work, and some stuff of it is kind of a mess. But then it has like the best ending of any of those Halloween movies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that's enough to make me like the movie. I, that's the other thing. A lot of these Halloween movies, they're not good, but then they have one moment that is incredible. <laughs> yeah, and in, in H2O, it's Laurie picking up the axe. Yeah, picking up the axe, cutting his fucking head off. In 4, it's that en- en- another good ending um, with uh, the twist with uh, Jamie. Um, with Halloween 5, it's fucking Dr. Loomis going <laughs> ape shit with a bit of wood. Play the clip. Die! You know, every one of those, every movie's got something, and then it's just next to really dumb stuff, like the idiot cops or the girl who's like, I hate the one lead woman in Halloween Five so much. Oh, I, I, I thought she was fine. Everyone hates her. I uh, thought she was fine. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, um, I guess because I just feel bad for the actress who was probably like horrendously harassed until horror conventions yeah, well, there's, became there's, a thing. Oh, Always that. Yeah. There's always that problem because <laughs> fans are terrible. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it is weird just being like Halloween 2018. I watched it. I watched it after Kills, and I'm like, this still works. Like Halloween Kills has not like retroactively hurt Halloween 2018, mm-hmm. and it's like this still works for what it is. I understand why some people don't like it, but I think it's a solid movie. And then it's just like. And then this team did... The same team did this movie. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? The franchise potential of Halloween Kills. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing, is that, like, it's... I know it's trying to turn it... You know, you gotta you gotta make people money at some point. And that's the only reason these movies are getting made. But... Um, but whatever, I, I... Like, horror is the one genre where I'm like, fuck it, bring on, like, Halloween 22. <laughs> like... I don't give a shit. Just make 50 of them. I'll watch it. I watch, there's like 800 Frankenstein movies, and I'll watch all of them. Like, why not? I wish there was a new Dracula movie every year. <laughs> well, Chloe Zhao's like, doing one. It's like a Western yeah, there's a, vampire thing. There's like dueling uh, Dracula films. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Karen Kusama also. Yeah. So that's, hey, fuck it. Bring yeah. it. Like, I'm excited. <laughs> Why not? Um, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's just it. The stuff that really sucks in this really sucks, and I can't think of another Halloween film where it like crossed that kind of line for me. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, I actually have moral problems with this, which is kind of like that's pretty shocking to think about, considering yeah. how bad some of those movies are. <laughs> which we have found much enjoyment in discussing and remembering. Mm-hmm. Um, much like Halloween 5. Again, play the clip. Die! 
Die. Why didn't they get that guy doing Loomis's voice to just say that one? Yeah, they should just—they should have reshot that scene. And you know what? Here you go. Here's my pitch to fix the uh, the opening flashback that goes on way too fucking long. You just redo that scene, and when the young version of uh, of the cop finds Michael, it's actually Loomis who's like beating him to death, and he's like, "No, we got him. We got him." And he's like, "Die, no, Michael." I did. It was kind of cool hearing, even though the guy doing the Loomis voice doesn't really sound like Loomis. Yeah, he tried his best, but it was. It, it, I I got a little bit like excited when you hear him. It's like the evil is here. <laughs> like, that was kind of cool. You know what's missing though? You don't know what death is. You don't know what death is. <laughs> like come down, children. <laughs> like no one talks like the, that. <laughs> it, it needs a scene of Loomis. Uh, it needs someone harassing a mute child in the hospital to tell him where Michael Myers is. Yeah. <laughs> tell me, little girl. <laughs> You know, maybe that's what Halloween Kills is also about. Deep down mm. inside every American citizen is Dr. Loomis. <laughs> hey, maybe. <laughs> we can all become all Dr. Doctor. Loomis. I'm going to become the Dr. Loomis. <laughs> I do like that It there's the running thing that they've done with uh, these newer ones. is just anyone that's basically encountered Michael Myers, like it broke them. <laughs> yeah. That's a recurring thing that I really enjoy. And it's like, of course, Loomis is insane like he had to stare at that guy forever <laughs> and just staring at him was enough and yeah I mean... uh here, here's what i'll say uh to add to that i did not enjoy um the referential dialogue to halloween the original halloween from 1978 and mm-hmm. i thought the 2018 film handled it significantly better to the point where i was like yeah it makes sense that they would bring that up at this specific instance in history <laughs> Whereas yeah. this movie's a lot of, we're the survivor of Michael Myers. Um, here, oh, I remember that that night. Or uh, oh, sorry, could you explain that one night again, so I can <laughs> remember it? And it's like, I don't know. All these people live in Haddonfield. I I yeah. feel like they would know. <laughs> mm-hmm. It feels like that scene, like I the bar. I like that location, but it feels like that scene should have been like. But then, like, you're kind of... It'll feel like down on the kids, but where it's like, kids, you don't understand, like... like but then there is that scene with the fucking... What are those two idiots called? Uh, oh, God, what what were their names? Big John, Lil John. Yeah. <laughs> when, when they harass the children that are they're pranking them. And it's like, that kind of did the heavy lifting of, like, recon- like, explaining all this shit. Yeah, yeah. Also, Big John, Lil John, Innocent. Um... I don't know. I like uh, <laughs> I like those actors. Yeah, the actors are great. Um, I like the uh, yeah. the David the, the the true thing that I think David Gordon Green and Danny McBride bring to these movies that I like is that they feel the need to make give everyone that is going to be violently murdered like a little bit of humanity. Mm-hmm. Like they they do some. It's honestly kind of like the M Night Shyamalan school of writing where every character kind of has a gimmick. And it's like it helps you remember who they are. And it's like, oh, you know, that makes some kind of grounded person. Not really. And I, I do like that choice. I, I think it's a nice little way. Like, you know, that lovely old couple in the beginning. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, oh, they're too nice to get murdered. And then they get murdered horribly. <laughs> yeah, this movie does not really hold back on the violence. Again, like, I, I it literally, like, half the, more than half the people introduced in this movie are also dead. Is this the highest yeah. body count? 
Because I thought 2018 uh, had it, but it didn't. I, I think it's like Halloween 4 or 5 has the highest body count. I think 4. 4 has the scene where he's on the back of the Jeep, and he's just yeah. throwing people off of <laughs> it. Fucking like, ridiculous. Which is great. Um, that's the, I, I like the angry mobs are like a thing in the Halloween franchise. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see them like do it in this. I am missing, like, there weren't enough like incompetent police. I could have used a little more of that. Yeah, I and not just because we all hate the cops now, like we should, but I, I think that would have also leaned into what the film was going for with, like, the oh, the, the institutions failed us, yeah. and that's why we have to take matters into our own hands. Who's the uh, the guy playing the uh, the black cowboy? The Rob Zombie oh. character? Um, let me see. Because <laughs> I, I said this in... in in our retrospective for 2018, I like the look of that character. I, I, I want more from him, and I thought he was going to have more in this one, but he just kind of has, like, quick snapshots. Yeah, it's very brief, but you know what? I liked coming back to him regularly. Like, I liked it by the end, he's like a broken man. <laughs> yeah, where it's... That's why I thought... That's the, the stuff I thought worked best after that horrible, horrible low point of the film, where he's just like, oh, I fucking, like, lost it. <laughs> like, I, I, I can't yeah. get control back of this town uh omar j dorsey is the actor he's really good give him more i'm sure he'll have Fun. more in the last one because yeah, he's been popping up the... yeah he seems they seem to be setting him up for something yeah uh, again the rob and... zombie character <laughs> he fits right but, uh, in like into the devil's rejects he does he does feel like someone who's... but you know what he hasn't had like an incredibly awkward monologue yet no no he has not <laughs> um but you know what would have worked a lot better than the, like, oh, we killed an innocent, uh, that's what the problem is, um, scene. And I, it was something I was thinking about. Oh, shit, I'm like, no, <laughs> oh, I'm getting animated. Uh, uh, shit, fucking stay up, motherfucker. Um, I, like, when the mob was, like, getting all, like, riled up and, like, stampeding and shit like that. And, like, I saw them all getting stuck on the stairs. You can get, you know, crushed to death by, like, a human stampede mm-hmm. like that. You you can... There, there's stories, you know, at sporting events where, like, there's a crunch where too many people get forced into one small area. And you will crush people to death. It, it's happened. It leads to massive death tolls. And I was thinking, like, this mob maybe should be freaking out at something that isn't really there. And then maybe, like, the hospital catches on fire. And then suddenly, fucking, you burn this hospital down. <laughs> and all these people are trapped on the stairs and all die. And it's like, it could have been this huge moment, which, which would have pushed the death count into, like, the hundreds. <laughs> but I think that maybe would have worked a little better. You know what? I, I like that idea. Because if, if you see, like, I've seen footage of, like, buildings, like, catching on fire with, like, people in them. It's terrifying. Of just, like, the mob, like, when suddenly people take over and you see, like, buildings that aren't necessarily built to handle massive quantities of people catching on fire it's terrifying and you could have done something there it's a, it just builds to a moment that uh i didn't want to say falls flat but it falls wow. incredibly <laughs> flat yeah um, boy does it yeah it's like negative like it goes like through falling flat and like dragging the rest of the movie down with it yeah. it's it's also not just like really manipulative, but like it's it's approached with the same like gore factor as the Michael Myers kills. Yeah, that's what 
I like for a second because they they don't show him hit the ground. I'm like, okay, they're trying to be a little more tasteful with this. Yeah. And then oh and then no, there's like, nope. a brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, such a mistake. Mm-hmm. Like a baffling, baffling mistake. Like um, if I wanted to give the movie credit for trying, and you know what, I I will even say I bet this is why they left that like that, is to show like oh like if Michael Myers is the fear and anger like in everyone, then like. Mm-hmm they're capable of the same things he is but that's not the same as a man called the shape who is unkillable yeah and who kills everyone in town <laughs> so yeah no mis- miscalculation a lot a lot of the mistakes are just like horrendous miscalculations in this movie you think halloween ends is going to end with someone giving michael myers a hug no <laughs> Although there's a very there's the very pointed final monologue is like you can't kill evil like with anger you can't kill evil through like violence so I don't know <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis is gonna give Michael a big old kiss didn't she say she said like in an interview recently that people are not gonna like Halloween ads which is a ballsy thing to say in an interview. Yeah, well, she she said this movie's going to make you angry, too. Halloween Kills, referring to Halloween Kills. And, like, mm. I guess she was right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think with the intention that she said it, but yeah. I, I, I think she was right. Um, And she's been, I mean, she, she's been very vocal. She's great at promoting her movies, first of all. So, like, half of this could be just, like, bullshit, but... I think everyone working on these movies had, like, a good time together. No, that's the thing. Here's the thing. You can tell they totally believed in what they were doing. <laughs> yeah, which goes a long like, way. It's not a cynical yeah. exercise. And that's what kind of makes that big moment all the worse. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's like, oh, they really thought they were doing something here. Or, like, the monologues that people are giving their all. Yeah. Like, and it's just, it's like, again, when that mob, like, starts going out of control, as bad as that scene is, you get... The idea of, like, when you kind of have the moment where Tommy Doyle's like, oh, shit, I've, I've, I've pushed this too far, and now I can't stop it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it, you do that with just a look on his face. You don't need him to actually say, like, ah, I fucked up, you know? Like, you don't need that moment later where he's admitting that what happened here was a mistake. Also, shouldn't he be in prison? He incited a riot. But, uh... I'm willing to let it slide because it's... It's a movie, but also, yeah. like, the town did lose its mind to the point where, like, anyone could have like started just like breaking into stores and it would have been like yeah that that seems like the right direction for this movie like it's the the town is just like crumbling (laughs) yeah and here's another thing that to me uh makes it seem like a lot of the choices here were like deliberate in some of the stuff people maybe don't like about it but that 2018 movie there's some very well crafted scares in it there's very good suspense from time to time um, entirely absent from this movie. <laughs> yeah. There are no scares. I don't think there's a single moment in this movie that is frightening. No. Yeah. In like, in, there's stuff that is like viscerally like, oh, like that's the sky. Oh, that's horrible. Oh. But there's no like shock moment. And there's an occasional attempt at suspense. And I don't think either of them work. Like, uh, there's the one scene where the girl's like hiding by the river. And I like it's once they set up the Michael Myers right now is just fucking just mowing down motherfuckers. Like every scene now, you're like, okay, these people are gonna run in the room and get violently murdered. Like that's every scene after that point. Mm-hmm. And there's a repetitiveness to it that 
it honestly didn't get too numbing, but it leads to, like, when the father's like, no, I have to do this by myself, even though I brought you two along. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, no. And you're like, well, we know how this scene's gonna end. Like, you know what's gonna happen before the scene even begins. Which is fine, you can do that. There are movies that telegraph exactly what's gonna happen. Sometimes a a reason you pay to see a movie like this a lot of times is just to see those things. And just see people do stupid stuff and get violently killed. Like, that's part of the appeal of slasher films. <laughs> but here, it's just weird to see a guy who did it so well in the first one and then not do it here. It's like, you can tell he chose not to. And I think that's why they doubled down on the Tommy Doyle stuff, because that's where, like, the real kind of intensity and suspense of the film is located. Mm-hmm. And then they fucked it up. <laughs> So it just leads to a really misshapen movie. Uh, I would also say that the the misshapen stuff goes back to the the Strode women, the grandmother, mother, and daughter. Uh, all those actresses had so much great material to work in with the last movie, and yeah. I understand. Like I, I'm even cool. Like what we talked about with like Laurie having even less to do. It's kind of funny that they did another Halloween too. Uh, and she's back in a hospital yeah. bed the whole time. Well, see, like, it, it feels like he, he, this, these choices feel deliberate. No, 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 totally, totally. Like, but it's still, it's it's so just like frustrating because I I don't think they gave them enough, even in their small like roles. You know, for for how the movie yeah. ends specifically, I think makes it not hit as hard. Yeah. But I don't know, and and the, yeah. the the granddaughter character getting swept up into the mob stuff, I'm cool with that. I, I that thought made that a was more sense. that was you know what it reminded me of, uh, fucking Spielberg's War of the Worlds. <laughs> okay, that's quite the pull. Remember when, remember when the son is like, we gotta fight these Martians. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we have to get back at them and we have stuff. To get back at them with everyone's favorite Justin Chatwick. Yeah, because you know it was the name? youth of America that was really calling for war in post nine eleven. Yeah, definitely. That's how that that's really how wars work. They they were the ones that really wanted this war. Yeah. I want to see a war of the worlds where like the politicians are like, well, it's, I don't know, it's good for business. <laughs> I mean, hey, you mm-hmm, never know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. That's what Halloween Kills needed. It needed like the mayor. And they were like, well, you know, this is going to be really good for tourism. Just really lean into, like, the hamminess of, of real great. life. That is the, I think I mentioned, that's exactly what happens in Pumpkinhead 2. <laughs> Pumpkinhead is, like, killing people. And the mayor played by uh, Bill Clinton's brother, Roger Clinton. Wow. <laughs> yeah, shows up in it and is like, you know, these te- places across the world, they got the Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, good for tourism. <laughs> wow. And I, there's, it's got this great line where the sheriff is like, people are dying. And he's like, tragedy, ain't it? Well, so is the budget for this here town. Wow. That's a bad movie. Pumpkinhead, don't watch Pumpkinhead 2. <laughs> oh, but you should really check out Pumpkinhead 3 and 4. Yeah. Where Lance Henriksen claimed he ducked out of the European showing that he was supposed to speak <laughs> at after because he was so embarrassed. Aw. Well, hey, buddy, don't say fucking yes to Pumpkinhead 3. <laughs> like, what did you think? 
Well, Pumpkinhead One is like so fucking. That's like a banger. Yeah, Pumpkinhead One, but it's like you, you didn't do two. Now you're back for three. Maybe he just likes working. Maybe or paychecks. Yeah, that, that, there's nothing wrong with that. Everyone loves those Bulgarian tax credits. Oh yeah. Need to be craving that Pumpkinhead and Bulgarian. Pumpkinhead versus Michael Myers. Hey Come in 2025. Um, yeah, let's see. Let's see what else. What, what else did we we got going on in this movie? Um, oh, the nurse came back. Yeah, the yeah yeah they get the, the brief snippet. They're both in the first movie. They get the brief snippet at that um, on the street when Michael goes fucking ham for the first time. <laughs> yeah, that, that genuinely like amazing scene. It's all it's all one take, which is not what makes it amazing. Just like the restraint of the violence but also enough to be like shocking and it's like oh it, he's he's already back on the streets everywhere all at once and no one's ready for him and then these people die horrendously and the lady shoots yeah. herself in the face when Michael kicks the door Michael Myers Michael Myers pulled a fucking Buster Scruggs yeah <laughs> he kicked the door and shot herself that was like I don't know. <laughs> that was a well. Again, a like much. I'll say, it's it. It feels like it's doing a lot of the stuff that then they just double down on. Where it's like, yeah, if you formed a mob with just people you met at the bar, you're gonna fucking get yourselves killed. Yeah, yeah. That that's fine. That's it, totally fine. Uh, I have to say, like, I have to say though, the the husband in in the the doctor nurse relationship, I was convinced. That it was the guy from the nostalgic critic acting circle. Oh my god! <laughs> it is not. But when I saw him pop up on screen, I was like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no! Don't do this. You know to what? Me. Here's here's the thing. I think a reason a lot of movies get reevaluated is because the nostalgia critic reviews them and doesn't like them. I think people feel dared by the nostalgia critic to defend movies he hates. That makes sense. I feel like, so he's going to do this one of these days, even though it's totally outside of his wheelhouse, but nothing matters anymore. And that's when that's when the defense of Halloween Kills is going to come. Doug Walker is like the id of the film community. Oh, that's, that's the worst thing anyone's ever said about film nerds. <laughs> that's pretty bad. Am I wrong? I don't know. Monsters from the id. <laughs> the nostalgia critic is the evil and anger inside all of us. Yes. When we submit to fear. When he puts that fucking stupid hat and a tie on. That's his Michael Myers mask. Yep, you, you have to remove the tie and then he can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do like that they continue the connection with the mask here, too. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, it's like it's almost like his power where it's like it's the thing he needs to be complete that's interesting yeah it is interesting i just wish they had let it be told visually you know like well that's what they kinda... do don't they she doesn't say like your mask is your power blah 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 but she does well, then go into that, a whole but... thing about like oh we're back here at the place with the thing that we all know from the first one <laughs> yeah which There's, is a bummer it, it... It, yeah, it's just, like, the monologues around it just don't work. And nothing's gonna be... I, I think everyone's trying to do the Loomis monologue from the first one, and you just can't beat it, you know? Mm. 
It's like it's like a perfect moment. They really should have. I know that like Carpenter is only doing the music on these, but like from what I understand, he kind of wrote all the stuff about Michael Myers being pure evil in that script. Yeah, that makes perfect like, sense because that, that was his angle, and that's like a recurring thing in his work of just like some things are just pure evil. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, Alien Lands, it's pure evil. There's a car, it's pure evil. Capitalists, they're pure evil. Well, he's and, right. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, but, hey. <laughs> uh, And that's something that, that I find really interesting. Did you ever see that round table of discussion of the horror people with, like, um, uh, who, who's, who's fucking the guy who made, like... Was it Mick, Mick Garris? Mick Garris and uh, Hellraiser. Is it, is it, Hell, Clive Barker. Clive Barker. Yeah, there's like a, a group of people. I'll find it and I'll put the link in the YouTube description. But it's really interesting. And I'm not going to find the clip because it's like an hour and a half long video. I'm not going to scroll through it. But John Carpenter has this thing because the, the purpose of that round table is to like for an interview, but also for all these people to make up a horror story on the fly. And John Carpenter starts describing like, well, what are we going to do like for the, the horror? There's there's like the exterior horror from like the horrors out there that tends to be more conservative where it's like the the horror of the other then there's the more liberal fears which is like the internalized fear like it's inside all of us or like the calls coming from inside the house and i find that really interesting that's like very revealing in a good way about how he approached his stuff you know he understood like yeah the difference of how we view evils and and villainy in films and you know, I started thinking about, like, well, where does, like, Halloween Kills fall into this? Because it's, it's kind of like a mix of both, which could yeah. be really interesting. Again, like, everything in this movie could be really interesting. But it it kind of splits the difference, and it ends up feeling incomplete in both aspects yeah. a little bit. And just because it just has – it also just has that, like, liberal filmmaking kind of feeling like it's patting itself on the back occasionally. Yeah, there's been a lot which... of criticism about that recently where it's like, you know – the, the infamous line from the boys, girls get it done. And it's like, because it's mm-hmm. making fun of that Avengers Endgame moment. Yeah. And maybe how those films tend to pat themselves on the back when it's like, look, we did representation. This group of people have never had films made around them before. Don't look up any other films from anywhere in the world, and that's probably true. How's, how's the Netflix Twitter account doing these days? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're here and we're listening. There's a lot of that from companies lately too. Yeah, things are great. Um, yeah, you know, I'm trying to think if there's any moment. Did you catch Bob Odenkirk's cameo? No. What? Um, <laughs> it's it's incredibly strange. There's a reason you probably didn't catch it. Um, they were uh, there's the scene where they're going over um, all the victims that uh, Michael Myers had in '78. They couldn't secure the rights of the guy who uh, played... I can't remember the dude's name from the first one. The boyfriend who gets stabbed to the wall. Oh, okay. Um, they couldn't secure the rights to use his image, so they used the high school picture of Bob Odenkirk. Wow. They should bring him back as that guy's like brother or something. Why not? Fuck it. I think everyone should be in Halloween Ends, including you I and me. I think Bob Odenkirk... Bob Odenkirk was about to launch on a career where he might be an action star, and then he fucking had a heart attack, so I think he's got to be taking it easy. <laughs> I'm so glad he's okay, but that is so fucking funny to put it in those terms. <laughs> what was wow. This? There was this... Well, do you 
also, everyone's like, man, they better finish this Better Call Saul soon. Fucking who knows how much longer Jonathan Banks has, and then fucking Bob Odenkirk's the one that goes down. <laughs> Goddamn, that was a harrowing week. I know, and then like, no one heard anything for like a day. And it's like, you know, that that's totally fine. But because we're the but, internet yeah. and we need to understand everything immediately, it was like, but is he okay? Someone tell so me if he's like, okay. And then when we're not getting it, it's okay. People are like, we haven't heard anything in days. That can only mean it's bad. <laughs> and <laughs> it's like, no, the family just wants privacy. But I totally admit to coming to that too where I was like, please, God, someone tell me something. It was turning into that thing where like every hour, like no matter what I was doing, I was like, what's the update on Odenkirk? <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, why do I care that much? But uh, get better, Bob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I guess we can kind of start winding down because the third act is really where I ended up liking the movie the most, even with the horrendous monologues. Yeah. Like that's the, it's like, yeah, I like, I really liked it visually. Like I'm saying, you know, it's just, yeah. Uh, why did they feel the need to do that? There's no monologue at the end of fucking Halloween. Well, this is an important film. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. Yeah, and I, I'm sorry to make jokes like that, but, like, that's no, definitely I, I what the film's like. I understand, like, when you're writing, like, I'll do this when you're writing, you, you like, will put all your ideas kind of in it, like, very heavily. But then, like, when you revise, you're like, no, nah, I don't need that much, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's good for me to know that that's what I'm going for, but I, I don't need to play my hand too much, you know? Yeah. You can you can revise. I was, I was thinking of... Uh, we, we, I mean, we reviewed, we, we talked about the Thing script and how different it was from the movie and how it was pretty bad. <laughs> and, like, how John Carpenter basically went in and kind of, like, you know, he knew that, like, take out huge chunks of it or, like, pull cert- back certain things or when to elevate certain elements. And then I was also thinking of the script for Batman Returns, <laughs> which we talked about, which is, like, every scene, someone kind of had a monologue. Where the penguin's like, yes, I am under the city. Like, as he's running through the sewer. <laughs> like, him just saying what he's doing. And I get that, like, early drafts can be like that. Just someone somewhere should have just been like, take that shit out. And a producer's not going to. Because it made it makes it easier for the audience. If you, if you did this ending without the monologue, audiences are going to be like, what the fuck was that? And... But instead, it's like you know, it's it, it's it just clangs so hard, and I hated it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Again, what I really like, I I, I really like the whole sequence with the mob. You know, yeah. It's like, oh, they got him on the ground, and then he comes back, and it's like and he kills everyone. Uh, oh. and I really liked how they did it too. Like that looked so cool. Yeah, uh, and like using their own weapons against them too. And it's like, okay, that's the metaphor. That's all you needed. <laughs> yeah, you just needed that visual. And I guess they, it's also that thing of, like, if it had cut to black, um, which, it, that's something where it's, like, one of Carpenter's greatest strengths is that, like, when the movie ends, it just stops. Mm-hmm. Like, he does not go on, like, he doesn't have an epilogue at the end of his movies. He's just like, nope, it's over. Like, the only one that even kind of has an epilogue is, like, they live, and it ends on a joke. <laughs> and this, but you can't do that today, because audiences are like, if you don't tell the audiences this is the ending they get like what the fuck you mean it's over like people don't know how to sit with any movie now where it's it's unresolved and not unresolved in a way where it's like the sequel will answer this unresolved in a way where it's like we're gonna leave you to 
think, sit with your thoughts for a second. No movie does that anymore. Yeah, sorry. No, no, no. It's fine. It's, it's worth complaining about. It's stupid. Um, I want to talk about the ending for a couple of reasons. One, because it's my favorite part of the film. And two, because I discovered the script for this film on Reddit. Um, and I wanted to clarify some things that were in the trailer that were not. And also because uh, Judy Greer bites it in this film. And mm. she, she, she gets it bad. <laughs> Which uh, was shocking, and I don't know if I liked it or not yet, frankly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the mob stuff, awesome. Everyone. Do- oh, also uh, the, the granddaughter's shitty boyfriend from the first film, who kind of tries to, like, redeem himself a little bit in this movie, dies horrendously as well. Yes. <laughs> he, it's, like, it's like a two-minute death scene. It's like, okay, look, it was a shitty teenager, but all teenagers are shitty. Like, that was, like, a lot, man. <laughs> Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> no, it was like it was funny, and I think I it was say, intentional. That, that, but like, damn, that sequence was just kind of the whole that whole bit was just kind of dumb. Yeah, like, eh, but whatever. Uh, whatever. Okay, so the, the the oh, and what I liked about the mob dying too was that even though it was filled with characters that were like, oh, we're from the first movie and stuff, it's like, oh, the, the movie is is clarifying that yeah, none of that matters. They're all dead. Yeah, that, which I, I think is great. what they were trying to do with also having uh, her Judy Greer die at the end. Mm-hmm. Like I think that was also trying to be like, look, it 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 doesn't matter. You could be this important character who is like the only character that kind of does the right thing through most of the runtime. Yeah, and and then it's like nope, you, and you'll still get it. And which I you know I kind of get. I'm not sure if I if they totally earned it. I just like it's just a s- s- shame we're not going to see more Judy Greer. Yeah, and uh, I I wasn't she... sure because I was like, well, they did the fake out death for the the cop last time, who's back in this one, also in a hospital bed, but I'm sure he'll be back in action for the third one. And so I was like, are they doing a fake out with uh, Judy Greer? And so I'm reading the script, and it says throwing her arms up to defend herself. One after another, we land lethal stabbing blows on her. She screams as each stab penetrates her chest and sternum. Pan to reveal, Karen is dead. Eerily lying in the exact same spot that Judith Myers died in. So, yeah, she's gone. (laughs) Unless they changed that. Because they also changed what was supposed to be the final moment of the film. Pan to reveal, Karen's dead, yada yada. Karen's phone rings, unknown caller. The shape reaches down. Raises the phone to his ear and answers it. Interior hospital hallway continuous. Lori stands by a hospital wall mounted telephone. Karen, hello? Nothing is heard from the other end of the line. Lori takes a beat. Lori enter her phone. Karen? Then, breathing. And the shape stands. He's holding her phone next to his ear. And then Lori's like, Michael? Breathing continues. Lori lowers the phone, resting her head against the wall, takes a beat before raising the phone back to her face as tears build in her eyes and rage builds too. Then Lori into the phone says, run, run as far as you possibly can because I'm coming for you. I'm never going to stop coming for you until I put you in the ground and send you back to hell. Lori drops the phone. And if you were, I don't know if you ever saw the trailers. I think you avoided them, right? Yeah, I've, I've I've tried to. Okay. Um they I didn't think they were that revealing and I to right now I still don't think they were that revealing. But there's a shot in the first trailer where it shows the town going crazy and the last shot of the trailer is the last shot in the script so they shot it. 
where after that little monologue she gives Michael, because everyone has a fucking monologue in this movie, uh, she she picks up that knife that her granddaughter left her from the end of the first movie. Oh, okay. And she's walking down the hallway, headed to her final confrontation with Michael, and then it cuts to black. Mm. That shot was in the trailer. <laughs> so I guess wow. they were like, yeah, we don't need that. And that'll be the that'll be the start of the next movie. Yeah, probably. That's what'll happen. Um, um All right, I don't know if there's a hot take. Um that's a better ending. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, uh well here's all right, let me say this. This here's how it could have been a better ending. I'll okay. just say it like that. Alright, alright. Um get rid of the fucking monologue where she's like, I'm coming for you. Uh get rid of the monologue that happened before that. <laughs> if you just again, like, cut the monologues. If you had done the sequence where he kills the mob, and then... I, I like the idea. I can't remember... Is she in the position of Michael's sister at the end of this? She's in the same room, yeah. Oh, I know it's the same well, room, but... N- I, uh, I, um... Well, she's looking out the window, because she saw okay. Michael as a child, which goes uncommented on, which I loved, because it was I, uncommented I like on. <laughs> I did like that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I do like that. Actually, it makes a little bit more sense, but I would have liked, instead of the monologue building to her death, that you kind of have that shock death when he kind of gets quiet for a minute, then the phone call happens. And at first I was like, Michael Myers answering a phone is ridiculous. But I'm like, no, that happens Mm -hmm. in the first movie. And I think it would be good with what you're saying where she's calling her name and then she says Michael and then it should have cut the black. (laughs) Oh, okay. Title. Like, that would have been a great ending. (laughs) Uh, As Uh, it is in the film... It's a little abrupt, but I like the final image of Michael seeing his reflection again, and then Laurie looking into hers, and it's like, what, like, there, there's an implication there that, that these two, even though they're not connected by blood, they're, like, they're connected, they're just put on this path that's, like, unavoidable. Yeah. That That's, that's a nice touch, I thought. That was interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of reflection shit in this, which gets on my nerves. But um, I mean, it's something. It's something that's also uncommented. It's on, something so. to do once or twice, hmm. not maybe a few dozen times. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, it's... I would have liked that. Hey, maybe when Halloween Kills comes out and then we get that sequence, we can we can do a fan edit. <laughs> Just cut and, it. Uh, yeah, that's my fan yeah. edit of this movie, along with cutting out half of the other stuff. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, that's the sometimes you watch this movie, and you're like, "Well, you could just cut that, blah blah blah," and then it's like, "Well, you can't cut that big middle thing," and that sucks. No, but it can cut the uh, the moment they show his exposed brain. Yeah, you could cut that. That might help a little bit. Um. Anyway, I like this movie. Yeah, I I, I didn't, um, but I liked a lot of stuff in it, and I'm still looking forward to the third one. And we'll see if that bites me in the ass, but I genuinely believe that the next one will be good now that they got this one out of the way. If that makes any sense to anyone. I, I am excited about the next one. I At this point, though, I do not want David Gordon Green doing the Exorcist films. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of on the fence about that. And now I'm like, no. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's, how do I... How do I break this down? Like, I just... It, he He's going to have to do a lot to win me over to his... The idea that he's going to do an Exorcist trilogy. Like, it's going to have to be a completely different beast. And he's a good director. He's had a fucking weird career. Yeah. 
think we talked um, about George Washington last time. Yeah. Yeah, which is like an it's in the Criterion Collection. Yeah, <laughs> like, and then it's like in the middle he does fucking Pineapple Express. Yeah, which is his like second best film. Mm. <laughs> He's uh. Hold on, I'm looking. I gotta look up. I forgot the guy's name. Also, Your <laughs> Highness, remember that cult classic? Yeah, that's a bad movie. Yeah, apparently uh, Jamie Lee Curtis know, like keeps making fun of him for that movie. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, either her um, or Judy Greer, I forget, but yeah, they they bring it up. <laughs> he's like the evil. Uh, no, he's the good reflection of uh, Todd Phillips. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Oh no, the Joker fun. trilogy. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, hey, they're already hyping like they're going to do a Joker sequel. Yeah, but Joaquin Phoenix notoriously hates people, so I don't know if he's gonna. Yeah, but he seems to like people who suck. <laughs> That's also true. Um, yeah. Uh, weird film. I don't want... Yeah, like, he's gonna have... To, if For whatever the Exorcist thing is, and it's like... Saying that now, it's like, that movie's however many years out. Like, who fucking knows what the world's gonna be like then? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like, I might not be watching any movies. <laughs> by that point um yeah i'm not super hyped about that i am i do want to see halloween ends just to see like if he does kind of do like and this is what it was all building towards and i might be like maybe you could have done it in one film but (laughs) well the original plan was to do a two-parter do you remember that yeah yeah well i think that's maybe why the script ends that way and it was gonna pick the ends was initially gonna pick up right from then and then now that wouldn't make sense with now they're going to do the time jump mm-hmm. um, between films. So uh, maybe that's why it got cut. Uh, we, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It'll be, I like I said, I liked it ultimately, even though like if you hate it, I get it. Um, I don't think it's abnormally bad, I guess. No, no. Uh. It, it's just, uh, again, like the sincerity with how it like approaches the subject matter. And so when yeah. it leans into like that really melodramatic, cynical stuff, ends up making it like, like I think that's why people have a harsher reaction to this one. Yeah, you know, it feels like almost like a betrayal. I guess it feels almost like the recent response to the Candyman film. Which film? Candyman. Oh, Candyman. Yeah, Candyman got a similar response. Yeah, Candyman. That's a good movie. Oh, nothing happened. Okay. Yeah. No, I liked it. <laughs> I like it more than this oh, one. Yeah. Significantly more than this one. Uh, yeah, because that one's actually really good. It's, um, it's very good. It's also it's also got flaws, but um, it's a, that one has it has flaws that are are a lot easier to look around than this one. <laughs> yeah. In my opinion, and I think everyone's fucking wrong about the new Candyman, but hey, no, that um, one that one's got like a positive to mixed reception this one's got a mixed to negative reception this one th- th- i don't know i don't i don't see anyone i seem to be the only one out in front of the new candy man <laughs> i feel like i feel alone um just i feel Twitter. like i want to i really want to go yeah i guess that's it i really want to go in on it but i feel like uh, if i write anything someone's gonna pull up the director saying something stupid <laughs> to disprove me and i don't want to know what the director said <laughs> but uh it's like, I don't want to know what David... Like, David Gordon Green saying the next one's going to, like, tackle COVID, like, has me terrified. <laughs> I'm like, no, don't. And then Jamie Lee Curtis say something about Black Lives Matter, like, 
that that influenced the films. I I think so. She there's a there's a bunch of funny videos about her like in the the press like run of the first film where she's like this is about trauma, and like every interview is her bringing that up, and it's like yeah it is, but it is very funny when you have it like on twenty four separate occasions repeating that. Yeah, you know, and I mean like look like they're making a movie they believe in. That's all you can kind of ask for. Yeah, even I mean, with like and, ridiculous you know, sound bites, you know. And you got to treat every interview like it's only going to be seen. Like, that person's only going to see that interview. Mm-hmm. We sometimes forget that, like, when we give these actors talking points about movies, that uh, some people will watch every interview. <laughs> yeah. Which is how you get, but, like, cult, like uh, montages like that. Yeah, you get montages Compilations like that, or whatever like, the fuck. People saying Star Wars is about family. <laughs> and uh, gives ammunition to people who suck. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, I ultimately had a good time. I'm sorry you didn't. Yeah, um, uh, it was, it was a really big bummer. But again, I wasn't like mad or angry. I was just like, ah, man, like, yeah, it's too bad. And I move on with my life of... because I'm mostly well adjusted. Yeah, um, I'm sorry to all the people who are like really angry about it. <laughs> um, I wish you could have had a better time. I hope that uh, when we're removed. Uh, from the culture we're currently living in and hopefully things are better in 10 years which seems like a lot to ask for <laughs> but hopefully when we've uh, made some social progress we can look back on this and just be like ah, it's kind of silly that they thought those issues needed to be addressed in a Halloween film yeah. <laughs> and then we can focus on some of the more positive qualities of this movie yeah and if anything that um, might date it better you know just it, not, it might, not because mean, it'll be like oh it spoke to anything but just because like you said like they felt the need to address it which is like yeah. oh yeah it's <laughs> definitely remember when everyone thought you needed to address every political issue in every work of art they made yeah <laughs> well we are living in unprecedented times yeah like there's we really haven't lived through a moment like this not because what's happening is anything new just that it's never really happened on a global scale like this. Like, even the world wars haven't been like this. And Oh, I, you're you saying know, you disrespect Hollywood... the troops. Eh, Sorry. But, uh, <laughs> um, uh, but Hollywood doesn't know how to deal with that. And they're like, well, we have to address it. And they kind of do, but they also kind of don't. Like, it's a really difficult balancing act. And also, everything's so up in the air right now, we don't know where the chips are going to fall. Mm-hmm. So, and then you get the thing that most liberal filmmakers do, which is they're treating a lot of what's happening now like it's abnormal. Like that it just came out of fucking nowhere. (laughs) And I think a lot of us are sitting here being like, we've seen a lot of this coming for a while, unfortunately. And uh, it can be frustrating to watch liberal filmmakers treat it like a weird abnormal event that couldn't possibly ever happen again. And it's like, yeah, it's been happening to marginalized communities for a long time. And now it's happening to everyone. And that's the, the shift that has happened recently. And I, I think that that has hurt a lot of these films. Because every film now is so important. Like, it's like, it's about something. And it's that's a hard thing to handle, especially if you don't have a great grasp of it. And which, who does have a good grasp of it? Yeah. And it's like, if you don't try to, like, address something serious with your movie, it doesn't mean it's any less good, you know? Mm-hmm. Just you, you can make a good movie that doesn't try to address every important yeah. topical issue. It's fine. 
It's fine. I guess here's here's a thing I would like to see going forward, even though it is present in the Candyman reboot that I like. Um, we we got to start handling cops differently in films. Like, that's just important. But we don't need to do every movie. It's like, oh, there's a corrupt cop who's going to frame someone for a murder. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't need to have that scene in every movie that features cops. We just need to show that cops aren't, like, good at their jobs. <laughs> and they should not be the focal point of trauma or, like, oh, we need someone to come in and save the day at the end. It shouldn't be a cop. Like, we just have, we really just have to stop framing cops the way we do. And we do it. We have to start framing them as they could be a threat. They could hurt what is happening as opposed to being like the good guy showing up at the end. But uh, I, I guess everyone feels the need. I don't know. Everyone's going through a lot. Yeah. <laughs> rich yeah. filmmakers. Which is again, maybe why this movie speaks to the present because it's got too much going on and that's probably yeah. why it's falling apart as it continues. Yeah. And again, that's an accidental settles. connection I made, not necessarily ingrained in the decisions made in the making of the film. I just think that's a little funny. Even though they try to speak to now, they spoke to now, like, accidentally. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like, the way they tried to speak to now failed miserably, but they accidentally spoke to now in completely different ways. Yeah. Which, you know, hey, whatever. Um, Three and a half stars. Halloween Kills. Yeah, if I still gave star ratings, it'd probably be, like, a two. um, Yeah, I get it. Again, don't, don't hate it, just, like... I wish I liked it, but uh, yeah, that was that was a good ending, Matt. Much like the film yeah, we just discussed. I... Yep. You said you ranked your Halloween films before this, and I'm putting you on the spot because I want to know what they are. I get. I just. I really just threw this together like really quickly, and I would have to think about it again. And I also, like, I'm like looking at it, and I'm like, I don't know if I really think this. <laughs> Because it's like, you go like, well, this movie is clearly better than that movie. But then I'm like, but it's not that much better. Like, it's, it's, I'll say the first three, and this will, what you pick as your third is probably the one that's going to reveal who you are. Because <laughs> it's like, all right, John Carpenter's Halloween, like, that's the obvious one. If you don't put that there, you're a fucking liar. Yeah, you hear that, Rich Evans? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he did, he did rank Halloween really low on that list. Yeah. We all I mean, he's, hey, he's... He, He's the normie American. Like, that's that's the normie take. I'm not going to go in on the guy too hard. Oh, yeah, no, no, I don't. He's just a guy. <laughs> Halloween 3 is my number 2. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then Halloween 2018 is my number 3. Okay, so we have the same top 3. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think yeah, that's probably why we do this show together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, like, after that, I don't fucking know. Like, here's where it is right now. I would probably end up changing it at some point. Um... Number four is Halloween 4. Um, number five is H2O. Also, I haven't put kills on the list. I'll do that at the end. I'll try to figure out where I'd put it. Um, so number five is H2O. Number six, which has gone up for me, um, is uh, the zombie Halloween 2. Yes. Um, Number seven, I also, I, I want to say I still don't really like that movie, but oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's where it falls. Um, then seven is the original Halloween 2. Um, eight is Halloween 5. Nine is uh, the Rob Zombie Halloween remake. 
10 is Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers, and then 11 is Resurrection. <laughs> which is just a bad movie. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I will run through mine really quickly so we can wrap up. Uh, same top three as yours, and then number four is Halloween 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five is H2O. Number six is Halloween 4. Number mm-hmm. seven is Halloween 2, the original Halloween 2. Uh, number eight is Halloween Kills, because, again, I, I do like things in it a lot. Um, number nine is Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers, for the one scene. <laughs> uh, number ten is Rob Zombie's original Halloween remake. Uh, this, this is where it might get controversial. Number eleven is Halloween Resurrection. Hmm. Uh, for trick or treat, motherfucker. <laughs> and number twelve is Halloween: The Curse of Michael Myers, which is maybe the single worst film ever made, and everyone's out of their yeah. goddamn minds for saying it's yeah. like fun. I I could uh, I could go either way with uh, the last two, so yeah. I understand. Yeah, I mean the opening I, to, to Resurrection is just atrocious. Like take yeah. that out of the movie, and it's like ah, whatever, forgettable slasher, but. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess I see. I, I guess I, I will give a movie credit for, like, going for it, even if it fails miserably. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I can't get the image of the cult at the end of the movie in whatever version has the cult I can't even remember. <laughs> it's fucking um, ridiculous. And there's just Michael Myers just standing on the side. <laughs> it is such a silly image. <laughs> oh, what a bad movie. Um, I gotta figure out where I put kills real quick. Um... This where this is where I might get controversial, because um, you put it pretty low. I'm probably gonna put it much higher than you. Um, you know what? I have all the twos kind of grouped together, so I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it one above the zombie two. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that um, works. I think that's where I would ultimately put it. Um, yeah. So yeah. So it goes for me. And I'll only do two kills. So it's original Halloween three. 2018, 4, H2O, and then Kills. Okay. And I, I might flop 4 and H2O at some point. Like, those two are very similar to me. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, Matt, thanks for revisiting the Halloween retrospective with me. We got one more, and then probably for the rest of our lives also. But uh, yes. the one that matters is, is coming up next year. So I guess we'll do this again in a year from now. Uh, where can the people find you until then? I'm at EmperorOTN1 at Twitter.com. And you can find me at the Diego Crespo on Twitter. Check out the Waffle Press on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and Patreon. You get early access to other retrospectives we're doing. It's Halloween season. It's spooky season. So we got some more stuff some stuff cooking. So keep an eye out. Do we want to say what we're doing next with with that? Or do we want to hold um, that? Well, I don't know. When, when is this going to come out? Like, literally tomorrow. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. Then, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to do uh, Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> yeah. And I think one a... more we could fit in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do – we're doing a few things. October's kind of packed for movies right now. <laughs> yeah. The, the Happy Amblin was supposed to come back sooner, and then it didn't because of this. So. <laughs> yeah. So. I didn't want to but Happy Amblin will be back, like, in November, it looks like. Yeah, yeah. After Halloween. So, yeah, have fun. Stay safe. Uh, We'll see you around for spooky season. We have been professionally unprofessional. But a man couldn't have survived that fire. The more he kills, the more he transcends. Run! Go home now! He's the essence of evil.